looking at this clock, it's not a six at uh, WCTF Radio on a Wednesday. No, it's Tuesday night. I'm getting ahead of myself again. Tuesday night is May 11th. I'm Tom Kearney, and this is the Tom Kearney Show. We're here every night, Monday through Friday, from 9 to 10, with a little bit of live and in real-time radio happening just as we're talking right now. Uh, we're here, here, and we try to bring you programs that are uh, entertaining and uh, hopefully uh, educational, that you'll learn something. About once a week, sometimes once every two weeks, we do something that we call a nostalgia program. And to, to some extent, nostalgia is kind of a cover term. It may or may not decide, describe exactly what we're doing, but uh, tonight it is uh, a question of nostalgia. started doing these programs because I wanted to have an open phone night, one open phone night every week for sure, one where it's me and you are the callers and uh, you help make the, the program successful if you call in and tell me your story and participate in maybe a little bit of dialogue, maybe a little bit of conversation. The telephone number, by the way, as we do this tonight, is 919-860-9783. If your telephone has letters on it, 9783 works out to be WPTF, so it would be 919, that's the area code, 860-WPTF or 9783. And what, what I want to talk about tonight is fast food. Uh, you say, how do you choose these topics, Tom? And, well, I'm sitting in my chair, leaning back, contemplating the eternal verities, and I and what what does my mind run to? And I, I was thinking about, I, I don't know what had pushed it in this direction. Maybe I've said, read something about uh, fast food recently, or, or maybe I was thinking about uh, that uh, wonderful uh, hamburger that I ate somewhere long ago. I pretty much, by the way, gave up eating hamburgers for my health. Uh, but that doesn't mean you have to give up on them because your health may be different from mine. But uh, I, but I, that doesn't mean I'm not still interested in anything. I'm pretty much a student of, of a whole lot of things. And so uh, I got to thinking about fast food and uh, the chain stores. Uh, and uh, so I mentioned it last night. On the program, Dr. Mike Walden was our guest, and he was talking about the economy and everything. And when I, I promoted, which we usually do at the midpoint of the show each night, we do our promo. Dr. Walden, I did not know this, but uh, he, he chimed in and offered uh, a story, his story of his own because he had, uh, when he was younger, before, when he was, I guess, in high school or, or in undergraduate school, he worked in a warehouse in his hometown of Cincinnati. I think I've got this right. And for supper, he had take had some time off, and there was a there was a uh, White Castle hamburger place next door, and that's the 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 uh, hamburger stand that makes the small sliders. They're sliders. They're small and slider is it's redundant. There's too many words there because they mean the same thing. But the little sliders, the small square hamburgers that have onions on them, uh, a little bit of onion mixed in and, and that kind of thing. And uh, not available generally in, in North Carolina, to my knowledge, but, but selling uh, uh, in the Midwest and uh, over parts of the country. The southern version of the, the uh, uh, White Castle Burger is the Crystal Burger. And uh, they were, the Crystal restaurants were started by a man in Chattanooga, Tennessee, back in the 1930s. Uh, by the way, the, the songstress, the, the lady who sings, Country music, uh, Crystal Gale, picked her, her her stage name 
Crystal. That's not our real name from from the uh, Crystal uh, restaurant. But uh, I've always hoped that they would come to come to this part of the world, but they haven't yet. But uh, perhaps when I'm traveling sometime, I can have a Crystal burger. In any event, uh, Dr. Walden was, gave us a little little promo. So what I want to talk about tonight is your experience with fast food restaurants with drive-ins, and there are different kinds of drive-ins. Uh, they're not all drive-ins. Well, a drive-in does not imply drive-through. That's a different thing. Mostly what we we, we deal with today are drive-through uh, restaurants, and I think the first drive-through restaurants uh, for fast food that I went to were about the time I graduated from high school. In fact, here's what I want you to tell me. Here's one of my stories. I got ready to go off to, to college, to orientation, in the first week of September 1961, and uh, left Goldsboro and got to Wake Forest, where I, where I would be a student for the next five years. Uh, and uh, uh, when I left Goldsboro, my hometown, there were no fast food restaurants there. And when I came back, uh, I think about six weeks later, uh, my mother said I could come back occasionally. And and I've, I've treated this, if you've listened to these programs, I've talked about this in terms of my thumbing back and forth because that's mostly what I did unless I could catch a ride with somebody. Uh, uh, I think uh, somebody, uh, a girl from Goldsboro who uh, was going to nursing school at, uh, in Winston-Salem gave me a ride. To, uh, didn't have a lot of money lying around, so I made my way, though. And, but when I came back there uh, near the corner of William and I can't remember the street, Park Avenue maybe, or Vine Street or something, near William Street School in Goldsboro was the was a Hardee's, and I think it was probably the, the third Hardee's in the world, the first one being, I believe, in Greenville, and the second one being in Rocky Mountain, or the other way around. But Hardee's was a North Carolina company, and, and it still exists mostly in the South. It's owned by some people, I think, uh, by a company called Carl Jr.'s in California, but that's, that's another story. But this is my story. This is when I, there was no McDonald's. Hardee's got there first. They got there before... McDonald's, they got there before Burger King. So, uh, But before that, there was the uh, non-chain local uh, hamburger stand. There was one, if you're a Goldsboro person, on uh, William Street, uh, further up the street, about two blocks further up, that later turned into uh, a Dairy Queen. And further up that street was the Wayne Dairy. And when I was uh, maybe about uh, eight or nine years old, the Wayne Dairy, which was, was a local dairy that people had brought you the milk, uh, left it on your door, as a matter of fact. I think Coble eventually bought them uh, of a larger dairy. And we're, what what uh, corporation they're involved in with now, I do not know. But they opened something on Sunday afternoon that was a new thing for Goldsboro and for our part of the world. They opened an ice cream uh, place where you could go and go in and ask for a cone of buttered pecan, because that's what my mother always wanted. You couldn't stop it open. There was no place to sit down. You took it back and eat it in your car. There were no waitresses. But before that, the, the ice cream that was available was probably on in the week because the, on the weekends the soda shops were not open, and it was that's where you would get your ice cream. Or you could, of course, buy it at the supermarket and take it home. But an ice cream bar, a dairy bar, that's what it was called. And eventually they would open a, a, a dairy bar that served maybe some sandwiches and an ice cream on another street in the part of Goldsboro that was perhaps growing faster and where the, where the dairy was, but uh, my experience uh, with and it was kind of a post World War II experience. Uh, we're talking ten years after World War II ended that this 
this is happening, and the world is changing and adapting and providing new ways to, to do things. But this is where you find the origins. Well, not the origins, really, but the growth of the fast food uh, movement. Because the reason I mentioned White Castle earlier is White Castle is generally accorded the honor of being regarded as the first chain. It was founded in Wichita, Kansas, and I think there were seven eventually that the man who started had seven White Castle restaurants. But, of course, the, the franchise movement grew after that, and uh, it became one of the first chains. Uh, uh, another chain uh, restaurant, uh, one that preceded the, uh, uh, White Castle, uh, but it, although it didn't serve food in the beginning, was A&W Root Beer. It's generally regarded for being founded in 1919 in California uh, as the first uh, sort of drive-in place where you could go and, and get, uh, get some root beer, obviously. But tell me your story. You know, if you're from uh, in our listening audience, Raleigh or Durham or uh, uh, Sanford or Smithville, uh, when, when did the first fast food restaurant appear? Where did you go? I used to know a fellow from Princeton who said that when he was young, and he was a little bit older than I was, and dating, that they came to my hometown of Goldsboro to to go to a, a hot dog place that was on South Slocum Street, I think it was. And I, and I, and I lived there, and I'd never known about this particular place. But but so it can be hamburgers. Usually the, the hamburger captured the, the fast food restaurant uh, uh, scene. Uh, you don't find many fast food drive-in places that feature hot dogs. Gradually, from the hamburgers came taco restaurants and, and other kinds, uh, but uh, the hamburger pretty much became the center piece. And that restaurant in Goldsboro that I told you about, it had, I think you could get a hamburger, you could get a cheeseburger, you could get an order of fries, you could get a Coke, and you could get, I think, a couple of, like a chocolate or Vanilla milkshake. That was it. That was the menu, the whole thing. And the hamburgers were 15 cents a piece, and I think the cheeseburgers were 20 cents. Tell me your story about the first hamburger, the first cheeseburger you ate, and did the place have milkshakes? And uh, we'll talk about the fast food industry and so on. And I'll just tell you that uh, we may end up talking about this some later in the program tonight, but I did find some gas today, but it, 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 had, it had to look a little bit. Uh, and John and I, John Sauter is our producer, and he and I were talking about looking for a place to buy gas. And we'll have to stay tuned to the news to find out what's going to happen to the pipeline and how soon it's going to reopen and how soon supplies of gasoline will come to our neighborhood uh, filling stations. Right now on WPTF, I'll tell you this is the Tom Kearney Show. If you have a story about your experience with the, the, the hamburger at whatever age, and however old you may be, you don't have to be a person from the 60s or 50s. You can be somebody who uh, has attended to another kind of, perhaps uh, a Dasonic uh, presents a different kind of, of uh, hamburger hot dog. And uh, and actually we ended up going to get Mrs. Curry and I did, something we haven't done in the whole time of the, of the crisis over the uh, virus as we, we went to and it was, it was partly because of your the conditions of standing and, and ordering and so on, but we went to Snoopy's and had a hot dog there, and boy, was it good in any event. But I'm, I'm a person who likes hot dogs as much or perhaps more than hamburgers, and I still eat hot dogs. But my doctor cautioned me when he uh, 
hooked in my arteries uh, about the hamburgers some time ago, and, and uh, I credit, in part, uh, not eating a whole lot of hamburgers. I'm not saying you should, but we all have different systems, different uh, health, uh, and so on. So uh, that's, that I'm, I'm not a doctor, and I'm just saying what worked, what has seemingly worked for me. But anyway, 919-860-9783. Call us and become a part of our radio conversation tonight. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes after you queue up. Friday from 9 to 10. Into the evening. And uh, we have a nostalgia topic tonight, something for you to roll your mind back uh, through your memories. And when you encountered... Uh, how you how you dealt with fast food uh, and uh, what has become fast food? It wasn't always called fast food, but uh, the the uh, the automobile, of course, uh, called into being the drive-in or drive-up restaurant, they, uh, and uh, that that sort of thing. And there were all kinds of social aspects of that, like uh, uh, the, the, a lot of the restaurants had disc jockeys and. and they would broadcast their programs from there. But we'll talk about that later because I don't want to keep Joe waiting because the places he's going to talk about tonight, I think I know about. Joe, good evening. Hey, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Did you ever go to that Hardee's on uh, William Street in Goldsboro? Yeah, that's what I was going to talk with you about. The best I remember, it was number two in the chain. Do you recall? I, I don't. I thought I was thinking it was number three because the first and I don't know, I really don't, but it, it's certainly in that area because the uh, Hardy's man, who I think his name was Wilbur. Yeah, Wilbur. Uh, he, he, Wilbur was down at Greenville. And, he was in Greenville, right. Yeah, and uh, Jim Gardner and uh, some other guy bought him out. And I think the first franchise when it was in Rocky Mountain, the number two one was there in Goldsboro, but I'm not sure. Well, if you put it like that, yeah, the first, the second franchise one was in Goldsboro, right? The first one was in Rocky Mountain because yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of the other gentleman who was with Mr. Garner in it, and you uh, know I they had the same either. They had a, 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 a we won't talk about what the debate was about, but a debate about who you know, the ownership and of that particular thing and, uh, right. you know, this franchise and so on. But uh, it, it, now, uh, all, all that gory detail of that stuff's on the Internet. <laughs> right, and I think uh, our state magazine or Southern Living or something actually wrote a, you know, wrote up a story about it because it's a little bit like the story of McDonald's in one way in that the name that's on the franchise and on the brand is not the name of the people who actually own it, if you that's, see what I mean. Right, that's right. Yep. The McDonald's brothers started it, but Ray Kroc ended up buying it, and he's the one who put it out on the world. And uh, I wish I could think of the other man from Rocky Mount. Somebody from Rocky Mount will call and tell us. But uh, uh, I, I can't think of his name right now either. But there was no McDonald's in Goldsboro at that time. And, and one of the meanings of, of fast food stuff to me is that that's one of the ways that the nation has come closer together when you, know, you could buy a hamburger from the same name brand in North Carolina that you could in North Dakota or California or someplace yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, but there's a Hardee's, uh, it was a Hardee's, but it changed it to, uh, what is it, Jack's or something now out in Las Vegas. Carl, Carl Jr.'s is the company that owns Hardee's now, I think. Yeah, yeah Carl Jr.'s what they called, called it. Yeah. But uh, about, I guess it was about three years after they opened in Goldsboro, we were in uh, Athens, Georgia for a meeting. And that they had just opened a new restaurant there, and that they had inside seating. I think that was amongst the first to have inside seating. 
Right, and and that's one of the ways you you you, you can dissect. Uh, you know, the the restaurants uh, were drive in, drive up, and drive through. You know, right. different states. And for instance, I used to go to the Tasty Freeze, and you always went to Tasty Freeze. You would drive up and get out of your car and go up to the window and tell them what you wanted, and and you know, and then pick it up and go back to your car. You know, they didn't wait on your car. Yeah, yeah. And uh, some of the restaurants were were where the car hops came out and the, the Skinny's in Goldsboro was like that at one yeah, time. Yeah, I, I think Skinny's had a disc jockey out there one time, didn't he? Uh, well, they, ha I, they had a place for the disc jockey, whether they actually ever had a disc jockey. I never saw one up there, but the Piggy Park in Raleigh, I think, used to have. Yeah, down, you yeah, may know where that was. Carlisle's, Carlisle's down in the Kempston used to have one. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, I think they built it so they could put a disc jockey up there, but I don't... I don't ever remember, of course I was not there all the time, ever remember seeing one, but that, it, but it's a really kind of a social place, that uh, the, the the fast food restaurant, it's, uh, it serves all kinds of purposes in addition to uh, serving you some food, and uh, uh, we talked about this uh, on a show about a month ago when we were talking about uh, American Graffiti, because you know, the, that movie sort of revolves around uh, a place called Mel's truck drive-in and right. it was yeah. in California. It, the people keep coming back there. That's where they keep meeting each other. Yeah, that, that's the, the gathering spot. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I know you know about rural and urban North Carolina, but the, the, when I was understanding it, uh, uh, the uh, most of the the county students uh, went to went to uh, parties. That was where they hung out and you know, drove around and around and, and up and down the street and, and the, the city of Goldsboro students all went to uh, to Skinny. It, yeah, nobody, yeah. No, no, there was no law made. It's just the way it worked out. You know, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, sometime uh, shortly after that one opened there on William Street, they had an article in the News Argus and told how many hamburgers they sold there. And I think it was the first month they were open. Uh, but I never have gone back and looked in the
uh, one caller waiting, but you can join us at 919-860-9783. But I also need to talk at this point about some friends of mine that I'm going to have to visit pretty soon, and that is my friends at uh, King's Auto. All of the pollen that we have been seeing, and uh, some of it at least got washed away last night and with a little bit of rain we had, uh, uh, with all the pollen, it's, it's a reminder that we are now at the time of year for your vehicle to go to King's Auto for a spring checkup. Items that need to be checked include wiper blades, which have a pretty rough time in the winter weather, and the, the cabin air filter, which will keep some of that pollen out of the inside of the car. And uh, also, uh, if you uh, need to have a check of your air conditioning, uh, it hasn't really uh, came down hard, come down hard on uh, heat yet. But today is coming, and there'll be a day when you'll be, be glad. And so why don't you beat the rush and have your your air conditioning checked so you'll be ready for the upcoming hot weather. But those people who are currently driving a Toyota Prius or some other hybrid vehicle, the certified hybrid technicians at King's are now able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the, the dealer would charge to do it. And this usually is something that you have to do at about 150,000 miles. You can call King's tomorrow to schedule a courtesy battery analysis, King's Auto Service, and King's Correct Loop, along with a certified state inspection station, are easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net on the web. King's Auto Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946, and I will say that I can recommend them without reservation. Tom Kearney here. Uh, one of our family of callers is here, and I'm interested to see what Anthony has on his mind tonight. Anthony, where have you been eating your hamburgers? Um, I first had my hamburgers down in uh, Spring Lake, uh, North Carolina. Um, so, hold on just a second. We, 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 you and I get a chance. You're an old school teacher, and I am too. And for let's say for the listeners who don't know where Spring Lake is, and I'm not sure that I, I know it's near Fayetteville. Am I not right about that? It's about uh, 5 to 10 miles north of Fayetteville. Okay, there we go. Okay, all right. And you were um, eating hamburgers at Spring Lake. Was it a chain restaurant or, or a regular local restaurant? No, it's actually a Hardee's. Ah, Hardee's, okay. But it wasn't a Hardee's like you see today. I mean, this was like 1963 when it was in its infancy, at least the building. You couldn't go in and sit down, but you had these umbrellas outside sitting like over these... Uh, uh, benches and stuff where you could sit there, but what we did was we went in and ordered, came out, took it home and ate it. Uh, you had hot dogs and hamburgers, cheeseburgers, milkshakes, uh, either Coke or Pepsi. I can't remember which it was, but uh, and then later on they had apple turnovers, apple pies. I remember that. Now let me go back. Did they really have hot dogs? I can't remember the hot dogs, but uh... they did, and. Uh, I'll have to tell you, the one in Sanford today, which is uh, north of me, uh, does have hot dogs. You can order as many as you want, but I usually get one or two. But, yeah, they still have hot dogs. Well, I, I, I can remember a number of years ago I was coming back from Charlotte, and I used used to go 49-64, if you know what I mean. Uh, right. I, I was about to starve to death heading back to Raleigh, and so I stopped in 
Pittsburgh, and there was a Hardee's there, and they had hot dogs. But I, I thought they had discontinued the hot dogs. But I, I will be glad to know that they have hot dogs. Cause I, I yeah, my like aunt uh, was uh, the head of the uh, Cumberland County Health Department at the time, uh, back in 1963, so I was about five years old. My brother was about uh, 10, and my parents, and we'd go see her, and on the way back, we would stop at Hardy's at Spring Lake. And uh, good food. Well, it, well, it was. And it, it, was, it was the first chain that really came up. I mean, it beat McDonald's to most of North Carolina, I think. Uh, I know it certainly did beat them in Goldsboro, and it took a while. Uh, and, and, of course, Hardy's was largely a southern corporation. You know, when it, And eventually the California company, Carl Jr.'s, bought it. I, I, I'm not sure exactly. I think it was. It did very well. I'm I'm pulling this out of my head, but it did very well in, in its first years. But the appearance of Burger King and the competition was pretty heavy, if you know what I mean, in, in the fast food industry. And so, uh, I I'm like uh, your buddy Joe. I can't remember other than Jim Gardner. I can't tell you who the other guy was that uh, co-owned. Uh, I think his name was name was Leonard something, and I can't remember his last name. <clears throat> well, you but mentioned the town a while ago. Chinkapin, uh, Caleb Bradham invented Pepsi Cola there. That, well, I, it's down, I mean, if you'd ask me, it's down near Newburn, which is where they usually say that Pepsi was invented. But Bradham right. was a pharmacist. He was a pharmacist, as I remember. Yeah, that, now the, the story is, and whether it's true or not, uh, his pharmacy was across from the Episcopal Church. And he rearranged the letters and came up with Pepsi Cola. I don't know if that's true or not, but anyway. I've never, I've never heard that, but that's all right. Uh, you know, uh, Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper, and Pepsi Cola were all more or less formulated by pharmacists. You know, it was a part of a... They were. Something that people thought would cure something for most of the time. And, and the Coke, of course, originally had... Uh, uh, what, uh, morphine or something like that in it. I don't remember which one. Well, it actually had the real cocaine in it. Real cocaine. Okay, there you go. I can't yeah. remember everything, and that's why you're supposed to be here to help me out. And, well, you were uh, talking about Dr. Pepper. Now, that was invented in Plano, Texas, and I was listening to the weather the other night where they had a tornado passing over Plano. I said, oh, my goodness, I hope they don't wreck Dr. Pepper and lace potato chips because that's where all that's created at Plano. Oh, oh, right, and and, and uh, of course, ladies hooked up with free tubs. And uh, anyway, Plano, as I remember, is near Dallas. In, 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 in it Fort is. Worth. Okay, and a lot of times now, there see, used to be a restaurant in Sanford. There's an Arby's there now, but on that site, it was a Roy Rogers restaurant. Right, there used to be a. That's Roy all Rogers. I know about it. I think I ate there once or twice. And then they ended up enclosed, and Arby's came in there and has been there ever since. I don't know of any connection with Arby's, but I know there was a Roy Rogers on Hillsborough Street in Raleigh, close to the NC State University. Right. Uh, and, and there was one in Chapel Hill because uh, when I was in graduate school, my roommate used to go over there and get hot dogs and, and, at, at the Roy Rogers, and he, he always believed it was better than eating in the cafeteria. I didn't agree with that, by the way. <laughs> people like, one of the things that, that people who go to school at places, whether it's your high school or your college or whatever, always want to run down the cafeteria food, and and 
the truth is, I've never, I've always felt like the food I got was was pretty good for what I paid for it, and uh, it was good. It's a social thing. I think you're not supposed. If you're cool, you're not supposed to eat on in the, you know, with the, with the hoi polloi or whatever. <laughs> but I ate a lot of meals at the, what they call the Chateau Lenoir at Chapel Hill, which is Lenore Hall. <laughs> but thank you. We'll we'll look for maybe if we're ever in Spring Hope, we'll look to see if there's still a Hardee's there. Yeah, I'm sure it's been restructured now because they all have been restructured, but. This one was very simple looking. You could walk in and get the food, but you couldn't sit down unless you sat down outside underneath those, uh, what I call, beach umbrellas. So times do have changed. It seems like the one in Goldsboro, if I remember, I'm not even sure you could walk in. I think you you maybe, because there was no inside seating. It was it was really a drive, not a drive through, but a drive up you know, kind of thing. But uh, you had to go and, and, and order your food and take it away and I, I didn't sometimes I took it home but most of the time I just ate it in the car to tell you the truth and I, I wanted to mention that because one of the things that that, that an article I read today said it showed the effect of fast food restaurants on the American culture and on the American automobile industry was that before they drive up restaurants there were almost no cup holders in cars you, you know what I'm talking right and then after that, some cars had more cup holders than they had place for passengers. You know, they might have 10 cup holders. So, uh, but in, in, in any event, uh, that's why that thing is in the console in between, uh, you know, the, the, the two drivers in the front is uh, so they can take the fast food home. The Japanese, well, they started making cars for the American market. The cup holders have appeared in automobiles, but the cigarette lighter has disappeared, Tom. Uh, indeed, but now that's where you plug in your your phone or your computer. Phone, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, you're right; it has done. That. I was watching the Blues Brothers movie the other night. If you ever have it, if you haven't seen that movie, you should watch it. And John Belushi is lighting his cigarettes, and every time he lights one, he throws the the, the cigarette lighter from the car out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> but anyway, well, thank you, thank you very much. And uh, all right, you have a good evening. Okay, we'll take you take care, and we'll talk to you later. All right, That's thank you, Anthony from Broadway with the his story of his encounter with the Hardy's hamburgers uh, in Spring Hope, North Carolina, back when he was young. Right now at WPTF, let's see, the time is uh, nine forty-five. I'm going to tell you the number, and I want to hear your story. There must be a time when you first encountered. Uh, a chain hamburger or a McDonald's or or a Burger King coming along a bit a little bit later and any of the fast food restaurants are Arby's someplace like that which doesn't have hamburgers but has chose to emphasize another particular part of the meat market so to speak and Hardee's and McDonald's and uh, uh, whatever tell us your story at nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three we'll be back. And I think we have room for maybe one more call if you have a hamburger or story, a food chain, uh, when when and it came to your town. And it doesn't have to be North Carolina. It can be Oklahoma City or, or uh, Plano, Texas that, uh, that uh, Anthony was talking about. Uh, but 
because it's it's a kind of common experience all over America is the spread of the fast food restaurant. But it's a sign that, that it came to North Carolina. They came to my hometown in 1961 because I remember when I left the first time to go to college, it wasn't there. When I came home six weeks later, it was there. And and uh, that part of um, my hometown had stepped into the, the modern age. Henry, do you have a, a uh, fast food story for us? Uh, uh, Tom, I don't really have anything to add to what you and your guests have already said. The reason I'm calling is to tell you the name of the ownership. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, <clears throat> okay. Uh, I remember a sign in one or more of the Hardys that I used to go in, and it said, uh, owned by Body Noel. That was spelled B-O-D-D-I-E hyphen N-O-E-L-L. Okay. Well, so that may have been the ownership. Well, well, let's you know, and let's put this together now because the body is a uh, not an unusual name in Eastern North Carolina, as you probably know. Uh, John told me he had found out. Now, what we had established before, and I'm this is this is additive. This isn't, isn't correct if you hear uh, that uh, Wilbur Hardy started it, and uh, Jim Gardner, who was you know a prominent politician, and the other yeah. man that we were trying to think of his name was Leonard Rawls. Uh, oh. who lived in Rocky Mount. He and Mr. Gardner lived in Rocky Mount. And I think Mr. Gardner's family was associated with with a dairy in Rocky Mount. That's what uh, I remember. I may be wrong about that. And I, I don't want to, to to say anything wrong about anybody because that's, that's not the point. But they were the three main stockholders originally, and then Mr. Ha Mr. Hardy got out of it. And I suspect what happened is the people you're naming took it up next, if you if you... You know, at the point that you were going in there, these were the main controlling figures, or maybe they owned the franchise because that's that's what was going on. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the place where I used to see that sign about the ownership, right. that could have been four or five different cities in North Carolina. So I can't tell you just I can't tell you it was Wilmington or where. Right, but it was, it was probably the people that owned the franchise for that particular area, because I think the people we were talking about, ultimately, Mr. Carter and Mr. Rawls, were, were the owners of the, the brand and the friends. They may, may have owned a, you know, a couple of restaurants, but they probably were the people who franchised the ones out to all the other folks. And so, I see. That makes sense. Okay. Well, okay. by the way, you can still get hot dogs at Hardy's. I got one there within the last month. Well, I'm glad that you told me that, because uh, I've... I've I was looking for a place to, to buy a hot dog. It was a drive-through. You know, one of the nice things for drive-through restaurants is they were already set up to deal with the, the virus thing in, uh -huh. in the way that other restaurants were not. You know, because yeah. I know I went to one restaurant and had a curbside pickup. You know, and that kind of thing. But uh, but I was looking for a place, and uh, the place I normally buy hot dogs, which will remain unnamed here. Was, was was a drive-up place where you had to wait, you know, and yeah. and maybe not be get the correct distance and everything. And I, I I just all the time of this, I've tried to be as careful as I could, and I, I'm still sort of that way. I think we still need to wear a mask and get our shots if we hadn't got them, and you know, and that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I've done all of that. I've done need, all of that. You need to keep doing it as situations, you know, if you're in a crowd, you know, or something. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, and I, I hope people will take this and the inoculation of younger folks uh, seriously and so on. 
Well, Henry, it's nice to talk to you tonight. Take care, okay? Same to you. Take care. I'll be calling again. Thanks. Okay. Thanks a lot. Uh, another caller from our family. Uh, John, is there anybody waiting on the line? John Sauter is our producer. We can have Mike really quick here. Mike, really quick. Okay, let's see. Mike, we've got about a minute and a half left. Tell, tell us your story. Sure. So I <clears throat> I grew up in Warren County, uh, lived uh, between the small towns of Wise and Norlina. And so I, I remember an older cousin taking me to Rocky Mount <clears throat> and buying me uh, my first Hardy's hamburger when I was younger. But then um, I had some friends who were a couple of years older, one that could drive. So we always went to Henderson, North Carolina, to the Hardy's there, and the hamburgers were 15 cents, and we kind of competed on how many we could eat. I can remember eating six hamburgers at one time, so I kind of held the record, you know, among our group of three, but that Hardy's is still still there. Still uh, perfect. That's very, good. You know, I used to yeah. engage in hot dog eating contests like they have at Nathan's in New York, right. uh, and I, but I gave that up. I decided there wasn't any future in it, uh, so, and... Uh, I had a kid who worked for me one time. I had to do this quick because we've got 30 seconds, who was Roman Catholic, and he would not eat meat on Friday. But he would go down to the Hardee's on Friday night after midnight when, you know, it was now Saturday, and (laughs) they would usually give him all the hamburgers that had not sold. Exactly. He apparently apparently did fairly well. Thank you for for doing this, Mike. It's always good when somebody gets in right at the end. Thanks a lot. Okay, take care. Mike, with stories of eating Hardy's in northeastern North Carolina. And that's the end of our show for tonight. Tomorrow night, we're going to talk to Bob Chandler about things that have to do with Apple.